All right, welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, with my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experience on life and finances. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much, man. You know, it's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. Yeah, even though our week is normally together anyway. (laughs) But, but, uh, yeah, things do happen in in between, you know, the times that we're not together. So, uh, you know, life, yeah. family, all the yeah. other good stuff, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you want to kick it off with a little weekly life goals or just goals update? Uh, well, see, well, my goal anyway was supposed to be towards the end of this month where I could meet more real estate investors or meet people in yeah. the real estate space. So, yeah, mostly mine will end probably at the end of March. So, that's when I probably give a better update. But my other goals are still like uh, focusing on uh, picking up more information about real estate. Also, just me. Uh, I, I continued. I went back to, to a, a book that I was already reading, but I stopped it. But I was like, you know what? I got to finish this book. And it's called The Blue Ocean Effect. I think that's what it's called. Uh, basically, it just uh, talks about the blue ocean is basically new ideas, uh, a new space to operate in. So you could be in the same field. So say we're, we're podcasters, right? Mm. Uh, but if we aim for a space that's a little bit more uh, away from everybody else. So say mm. when you're in a space that everybody's in, they mm. call that the, uh, the, the red ocean. And the red ocean is full of sharks. That's the reason yeah, why yeah. the ocean is red. So as you move away, get into a blue space, there's more customers that are out there that are in this uh, this different space, the blue ocean. And as you mm-hmm. uh, figure this out, then you're you're able to be more successful because it takes mm-hmm. a minute for the people from the, the red ocean to figure this out to get over there where you are. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a pretty good concept. I've never, I've never really heard it broken down like that. Yeah. So like I'm uh, still I'm going to make sure I finish this book. I've had it for a while. Uh, I should have finished it a long time ago. But since I do my thing where I have to read at least 30 minutes every night before bed. So I would think by I would be able to finish it at least uh, by the end of the month, because as uh, I really don't do the 30 minutes, I end up doing more than 30 minutes uh, Mm. some days because you kind of get into it. You start getting into the reading and whatever. Yeah. And so I, I think I should be able to finish uh, at least by the end of this month. That's what's up. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. So uh, going back to that property, I put an offer on last week that didn't uh, pull out really well. So um, yeah, I got beat out on that one. Looking at another one right now, possibly going to put an offer on. Not sure yet. Still got to uh, kind of survey the area a little bit more and look at a little bit uh, yeah. more at the comps um, in that area. So, yeah, we'll oh, no. see, man. Yeah, no, I hear it's tough out there, especially dude. if you don't have that that capital, that that cash wow. to just come in swooping by. Dude, it, yeah, yeah, it's been rough, man. I've so you have to. to <laughs> I've been having to put up like way more, uh, like in what's it called about purchase price. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's been rough out there, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, no, no. I mean, just because that you didn't get that deal doesn't mean another one's not going to come your way. And then, and then, you know, you working with your realtor. I'm pretty sure you guys can come up with a a better idea to maybe beat out some of the cash buyers. 
You know, yeah. I know it's hard to beat out cash is cash is cash. Right. You yeah, know, yeah, like, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, Hey, we can close quickly versus like, you know, it might take a, you know, um, you know, a few weeks behind, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I've been trying to adjust things like, uh, you know, lessening the option period, but increasing the, uh, the option amount per day, uh, increasing the amount of earnest money that I offer when I have to do mm -hmm. the, the down payment and so for when I, uh, are in the option period so you know working things here and there because there was one property where i got beat out because mm -hmm. the only difference between my offer and the other offer was that my option period was longer than the other one and i was like ah oh, then never again <laughs> never gonna do that again so yeah yeah i gotta yeah. work on that so so like yeah so i probably won't hit the the q1 goal of uh closing on a property um for q1 because for me to close on a property would i would have had to uh be on contract by like march 1st yeah but hopefully i can at least be in an in the option period of of purchasing a property this month uh you know trying to work on my listening you know to books not reading books uh that'll be my little schnick Hey, it, hey, yeah. baby steps, you know, hey, hey yeah. the audible is that hey, a lot of people use audible, you know, yeah. so it, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm, I mean, when I want to listen to a book, uh, you know, while I'm driving, you know, I mean, obviously I can't read. I can't yeah. like sit, sit drive, drive on the way to work. <laughs> it's not a buy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not here. Not here. <laughs> yeah, you definitely uh, uh, somebody will hit you or you'll hit them because the way no. people drive here, like it's crazy. No, yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I finished three books so far on Audible. Um, I forgot what this last one was called, but now I'm um, listening to The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Uh, which is the same person that did, I think, Think and Grow Rich. Yep, exactly, um, exactly. Uh, but that one costs money, so I haven't bought that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, here, here, there we go that that cheap that cheap or frugal <laughs> like, <laughs> which one is that <laughs> probably cheap but uh yeah but, but, hey man there's still uh, other books out there to learn from without spending money so oh no it's uh, always it's always an option you know it's just uh, one of those things it's like you how, how do you how do you uh you know you decide you know you got strategically go like yeah. okay all right is this worth my money or not right. Yeah. Is, the, is the amount of growth from this one book worth yeah, exactly that because like that, five bucks whatever <laughs> much it costs yeah that's yeah, just like a course i want to take it's uh you know for software and it has all these different you know uh things you're going to go through mm. and it's going to be a six-month course mm, but geez. it's yeah. going to call it's going to cost me uh ten thousand five, and i was like oh whoa, whoa. yeah yeah but yeah. see it's one of those things it's like okay all right i gotta narrow this down can i get like you know either get employment to pay for it or get oh, like yeah, yeah. post 9-11 to pay for it, or right. uh, do I have to come out of pocket? You know, you, you have, and then if I got to come out of pocket, will this, will I get my 10,000 back uh, within a certain period in time, right? Yeah. So that's like, yeah. you know, you kind of have to look at it. We, where's your return on investment? Will this increase my pay by 10,000 extra per year? Or will this be, you know what I'm saying, be more than that? And yeah. you never know uh, until you like, I have to do the research behind it to see if it's worth that amount of money because in that sense i'm now starting to lean being cheap because i'm not actually putting in the research now oh. yes it's a lot of money but then it's like it's an investment and it's an investment oh. in myself so which can cause growth which can cause later on more money so it doesn't oh. you know this is how you have to uh you know prioritize it in your mind 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, investing in yourself is, you know, one, the number one, and of course, investing in your knowledge is number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was actually, when I was listening to that book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, which yeah. is a great book, by the way, you should definitely read or listen to it. Okay. Um, and it's, it's free on Audible. All right. Remember, I said free. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but no, so it, it's a really good book. And uh, it, I think it's like four or five hours of, of listening to. Oh, that's not long at all, huh? No, yeah, no, no, it's, it's not too bad. But, um, but yeah, so one of the things he said, and I thought was really interesting because I never thought this way, is that instead of learning more, uh, learn to execute more and do the simple things best. Right. Yeah. So like in the military, right, they go over uh, uh, really into the basics, right? So like, you know, boot camp and A school or, or your MOS school, whatever it is, right? The, the thing I always, I always used to hear was become brilliant at the basics, right? And that's why like in boot camp, you're doing incredibly simple things, but they're going to be hard on you for it, right? So that you know how to do incredibly simple things while you're under pressure, yeah. So that when it comes to even more complicated things, that same habit continues to go on. Okay. So I thought that yeah. was an interesting uh, way to think about it that I personally um, never, never saw it. But the way he put it was good. And then he gives some pretty good examples in there, too. I won't, won't steal that knowledge from you. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So I guess we go ahead and uh, introduce our topic of the week here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, as we discussed, it was end up being your topic because I was like, "Man, is this my topic? I don't know." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I do talk about money a lot." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but but uh, th- this one here, the topic is, "You're not broke because you don't have money." Yeah. So, which yeah, you know, it can can be kind of a deep topic, you know. So I agree. Yeah, I agree because a lot of people they assign broke to mo- to money specifically. Yeah. Right? And when, when people hear broke, they think of poverty, they think of impoverished people, they think of yeah. poor people, and or they think of their situation. And as they don't have money, they feel like they are broke. But uh, and it really depends on like you're going to go into is like your mindset. Right. It is a mindset to be broke. Being wealthy is a mindset. Being impoverished is a mindset. Right. Yeah. And what that means is that you'll be, you may be broke, right? You may not have money, but that's only for a limited amount of time, mm-hmm. right? You can always make more money, but the mindset part has to be that you need to realize that you don't need to only chase money, that you at some point are going to make money and that you are money, right? So one of the things that I heard was that uh, like, uh, you know, poor people uh, try to make money, rich people try to earn money, and then wealthy people are money, right? It's just that that, that mindset to where wealthy people understand that they're going to do something and they already know that it's going to bring dividends for them financially. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think it's a a mindset thing uh, because... I'll probably just uh, myself. I would just think about how you know you felt like it's it's just too hard, right? It's that, uh, like, will I ever make it to this point? You know, because you you kind of cloud your own goals, 
when you you think about this, you know, you're like, okay, I can be this or I could be in this place, but then how can I get there? You know, I don't know, you know, and I don't know a lot of people who are wealthy. I don't know how a lot, a lot of people who are rich. So then in my mind, the people who I'm around aren't, you know, aren't that way. So we're not, that's not the dis- discussion or the topic usually. Right. Uh, usually the topic is like hanging out and going to have fun. And yeah, to me, it's like one of those things. It's like it numbs you from the, the true things of life because right. yes, you are supposed to have fun. Yes, it, it is. It's part of, it's part of like, you need to have fun because it reduces yeah. stress. But sometimes you, if you have too much fun or fun at the wrong time, you're not focused on your goals and you're not thinking about, okay, how can I get out of this? How can I, how can I plan better to be, you know, this new person, this different person? Yeah, no, and that's just, you know, what you were speaking about is more about like discipline, you know, for yourself and, uh, you know, discipline being demanding of yourself, being demanding of others and expectations of others. Uh, those all play into that role of you wanting to be uh, at a better financial standpoint than yeah. you currently were or you were in the past or um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, another thing is uh, that uh, mindset where you can actually become a person to change when it starts to hurt, you know, and when, when it hurts too much, that's when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're like, nah, I can't do this. No, nah, this is, it's not my life. No, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go out there. I gotta do it. I gotta, I gotta keep going. Uh, Cause uh, I think that that time for me when it hurts, when, like I said, I told you, I think on an, uh, another podcast where I'm sitting, I'm so broke. I can't even buy food at the restaurant, but then I have so much pride that I just can't like, nope, no, I, I did this to myself. I can't. So it's like it, those things like that, that, that hurt that that's that, that pain. Um, the knowing that your, uh, your process and how you take care of money was broken when you're, you, you can't, uh, survive as they say, with statistics, people don't have $400, uh, past their next check or something like that. If they were to lose that job, they wouldn't be able to uh, sustain themselves, you yeah. know, because they only have like $400 in savings. Uh, I'm not sure how true that is. Again, you know, you know, we're not personally out there doing statistics and, and I'm pretty sure in different areas, different places that that probably isn't true. You know, people probably do have money put away. But again, where it has to uh, hurt and want, want to cause that that reset or that that change in life, where it's like, no, I don't want this anymore. This is this. That wasn't good. That, that didn't feel great. You know, oh, no, yeah, and, and it's, you know, there's levels to it, right? Of of how comfortable you are with being in a certain position, right? So, like you said, it, it has to hurt enough for you to change, um, because if it doesn't, you're not, right? And and you can kind of create that in your own mind, right? So, like for me, when when I was broke, right, uh, or in a different way to say, in a financial transition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess a better way to say it, right? More <laughs> optimistic. But uh, no, so when I was broke, uh, like, so this is how it was, man. When I had the, you know, the apartment, you know, cost about, you know, 800 bucks a month, I was only getting paid like 1200 bucks a month. Right. Like I said, I, I like in a previous podcast, right? I couldn't really yeah. pay for utilities um, and I could barely uh, afford food, right? Even gas or whatever it was. Right. So, of course, I still needed water, right? I still needed, you know, gas for the car. So stuff like, um, but like, like I said, the AC wasn't always on. Um, and, you know, I 
definitely eating a lot of food so like my diet at the time was piss poor but yeah. it was eggs because i knew i needed protein at least and then some sort of starch and like vegetable right so it'd be like eggs uh or tuna and then either rice or like bread right yeah. so like very basic like i promise <laughs> you that that was that was my diet for a while and i, I dropped like uh, yeah i dropped like 30 pounds in like a, a few months right yeah. just because i wasn't eating how i usually did right and i was just so stressed because you know i was going to work going to school uh full-time for both and then um you know i couldn't of course couldn't afford anything but yeah i know it was just a lot of stress a lot of a lot of things going on but you know i i don't regret going through that because like i said it provided me the pain to change and to want to grow further no that exactly i mean plus we all should and i won't say we should go but we we need to have that 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 changing moment, right? I think that that makes you you learn, or you if you didn't learn from it, then you didn't do your lessons learned. But right. like most of us, we should learn from something of our past, something mm. that that help you get to where you're going. Because mm. um, honestly, if you can't, if you're not stressed about your success, then I think you're not trying. I mean, yeah, it's great if you know where you're going and everybody else has helped walk you through this path. That's great, but that's not everybody. A lot of us, we we had to build ourselves from the bottom. Uh, not everybody in your household went to college. Uh, I, I had people in my household who went to college. So that uh, actually, I think, yeah, all, my, yeah, my parents did. They go, they all went to college. Uh, but I wasn't always living with them. So not everybody has that uh, mentality that college should be your your next step. You know, some people feel like your your next step should be straight to work. You know. Um, I, I mean, I won't say military, not everybody thinks about military, but, <laughs> but uh, if you think about some of the benefits of going to the military, it does help you out with yeah. helping you build your future. So you have to put in the pain somewhere to yeah. actually uh, get somewhere. You know, it, yeah. it, I mean, like I said, it's nice to be walked through, but you, you may not learn anything by being completely walked through your path. You know, if you now, yes, it helps with I, I, some of the bumps you're not going to hit, you know, I think yeah. your analogy was like being on the, the highway as you, you the overtime highways uh, create these potholes, you know, yeah. and then uh, also you don't know if you're going to run to accident, all those things, all these adversities in life. Yeah. All these, these things that are there that are help build you for the next step. So I think yeah. you should always, you, you should have something that gets in the way that hurts a little bit. Oh, I agree. Okay. And then kind of going back to like uh, how you look into your past and try to learn from your past. Right. So like this is going to be a different podcast topic at some point. But uh, <laughs> one of them is that, you know, you can't you can't drive just by looking in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Right? And what that means is that like like you can't keep going through life only by looking at the past. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying you can't learn from the past because in a car, right, at least in Texas here, a rearview mirror is required. Yes. Right. Meaning that you always have your past. And I'm not saying you can't look at it and you can't learn from it. But guess what? The path is in front of you, not behind you. Yep. So, okay. like, yep. just focus on what's in front of you, but learn from from what has you know, transpired before. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you, you are correct. You shouldn't let your your history, I guess, in this point, deter you, because if it puts too much fear in your life, then it could stop you from your future uh, you know, things that, that are supposed to be in your path. Uh, so 
use the history as a lessons learned, but not use it as fear of not taking mm. taking on new risks or taking on new challenges. Uh, right. So you know, completing your your destiny that you're supposed to have on your path. Right. Yeah. And then I, I, another thing too, like uh, going with that mindset is that, uh, that that strong why, and I guess that would go into why, you know, coming from if it hurts, now you yeah. now I have the strong why of why I should do something, you know, mm. why why should I be successful? Why, why should I finish school? Why should I, uh, you know, seek out new opportunities? So there yeah. you, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, go ahead. My bad, my bad. But uh, no, so like, and I think a lot of people kind of get the why uh, mixed up with their what, right? Where where your your what is is a noun. It, it, it's a something. It, it mm-hmm. is a thing, right? It's it's something. Maybe not material, right? But it is a noun, right? Where the why is more of a verb. It is to be successful, right? To drive towards something. Right. It, it is a verb meaning like it is a purpose, right? It's not attached to specifically something materialistic. That is what the what of the uh portion of goals or successfulness is is about. Yeah. Yeah. The but yeah, going to the you know, your 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 why, you know. Uh let's see if you wanted, you know, to college, right? So we'll 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 we'll, we'll go with that one, right? Because so some people do desire to finish school, go to college, but then uh, you could put something else in front of you. You can try to say, okay, what job would I, would, you know, how, what do I see myself? What career? What, how do I see myself in the future? How did I visualize myself? And that could be one of those things that starts, you know, starts that, that, that why, right? Now we don't want to make it that, we want to make it that completely, but we want to start it. So then we go like, okay, well, I want to be uh, an architect, right? Mm. All right. So, now I have this this dream that I will be this person building uh, or or designing sorry designing buildings or designing homes or 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 helping uh, reconstruct these uh, you know large buildings or whatever right yeah. uh, so that could be the start of it right so now you got the visualization but then next you want to try to be let's see like okay what could I do behind that? So who, who would I be providing this to? Would this be big businesses or whatever? Right. So then you just, you, you, you know, you keep taking that next step and the next step of like how to build this why. And then until you find out this is what I want to do, you know, that, and and once you see that, you see yourself in the future, that person uh, doing these things. And then that, that starts to become your why. Yeah. I think you really kind of have to like psychologically analyze what is really behind your why, right? Yeah. Do you really want that position because it's your passion? It's something that you want to do? Or yeah. is it because that position you know of uh, comes with a certain salary? Yeah. Right? Like, like, do you want to become a doctor because you want to help people? Because you want to be of service to people? Or do you just want that paycheck that doctors get, right? So, it, and, and that's the thing, like a lot of people, they'll see it just for the money. And I, I'm not going to lie, I'll, I'll be completely transparent one of the reasons why i got into cyber and continued into cyber is because of the money right because i saw that there were a lot of opportunities to become like very financially well without having to do like to get a doctorate right without having to put a lot of the financial burden on myself right so you know i got the bachelor's degree right and and i will really talk about like my um 
my stance on like college certifications, education, whatever it is, right? But that'll be another topic. But you know, I got my bachelor's degree while I was working, and then uh, and you know, I got certifications while I was working. Uh, you know, started working in cyber while I was still getting my bachelor's, and then you know, got my master's, still got certs, whatever it is. And but like in the very early parts of that when I started my career while I was still going through my bachelor's all I focused on was the money right mm. and it, it was such a weird not a weird mindset it, it was such a common mindset I should say is that that everyone just wants the money and I get it yeah. I get it like you have bills to pay right you have a mortgage you have water you have utilities you have all these things to pay so of course yes at least get those paid but there's gonna be a certain point where there's not going to be enough money Right. If yeah. you keep going after just what you're going to, what you want to be paid, you'll never be paid enough. Yeah. Right. And, and it, it's just a, but I, I don't know, I can't really remember what that change in mindset was. And maybe it was because I started thinking more than just me. Yeah. Right. I, I started thinking more about like my future and, you know, my future wife, you know, my future kids, the grandkids, like everything. Like it just started cascading down to like generations. And I was just like, well, I understand like we need money and stuff. I want to know like, what about how they feel, right? Their their emotional state, their their education, all these things. Like, while I understand that money can buy all this, it's not going to be the end all be all for the the legacy. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that you brought that up because that is that is a true statement. A lot of us do it for the money. Uh, I I remember mentioning it to my nephew about, uh, you know picking a job or picking a career that will get you to where you want. So if it's something that's going to have a, a large salary, right, that might not be exactly what you want to do, but if it gets you out of the state that you're in now, but then leads you to a different opportunity, I mean, you could do it, you know, do it in that way. Uh, Cause if you don't have the passion for it, cause eventually some people, they, they do, they lose the passion for whatever it is that they're doing. And, and you know, at, at first it was like, Oh, this is great. But no, it's not. I, I really was doing it for the money. It, the pay is great. And then now everything is stressful. It doesn't feel good. You don't like it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in that point, then that's where that planning comes in. You should probably be planning for your next step. So where, where would you see yourself in the next 10 years or five years? You know, right. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you see yourself? And that's that's a, a good way. If you're going to uh, use money as your motivator, then you you definitely need to start pointing, you know, finding your direction. Where are you going next? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, and yeah, no, it, it's just a it's, like I said, not a weird talk, but such a common thing because like you'll hear people, and I've heard people in conversations like, "What do you want to do?" And then they say something, and they're like, "Oh, that's not going to make enough money, right?" You're not yeah. going to make a living. Like when when someone like I remember someone told me they want to be a teacher, and I was like, "Hell yeah, that's that's awesome, right?" I have a lot of respect for teachers, and I do agree that a lot of them do not get paid their worth. Because yeah. I've seen them work, I've seen them overwork, right? And then this is for like you know even in like especially in public school and stuff, right? I've seen them like get overworked and not get what they what I feel like they are worth and probably what they feel like they are worth. But then I also told them I was like you know you know being a teacher is great and all, and I'm I'm not a big advocate of like the system of like public schools and stuff. But what I told them was like that kind of like be a teacher, yeah, be, be whatever you want, but kind of figure out how to use that gift you have to teach in a, in a, in a bigger style, right, so because we, we all live in, like, the information world, right, you got YouTube, right, you got stuff like Skillshare, 
uh, you have like the master's classes, you have all these classes where you can like actually get paid for doing the exact same stuff, right? Even stuff on like TikTok, right? There's that person that's like, I forgot what the name is, but, uh, and I don't have TikTok, so I wouldn't actually know, but she, uh, she makes a good living just in general, but yeah. she started making even more money, I think like six figures or something, uh, just by teaching Excel on TikTok, right? And TikTok's not like incredibly long videos, right? They're very uh, yeah. short videos, right? But that's, they filled a gap, right? They, they figured out, you know, what they learned can be taught and they could then monetize what, what they could teach. So in, in that specific aspect, I think it was uh, just, you know, change of mindset, right? And I'm not saying you can't teach people. I, you know, definitely teach people, but you're also limiting the audience that you're impacting, yeah. right? And in my opinion, teaching is about impacting the next generation or the upcoming generations, Right. And if you want to be of a greater impact, then you need a, a wider audience to impact. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that uh, because, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's always been known that teachers don't get paid enough. But nowadays, yes, with technology, you can do so much more. Uh, you, um, I know, like I, I look at LinkedIn learning. Uh, mm. Yeah. So like a lot of them that you get on there. I don't know, if, you know, if these are like I said, local teachers or if these are professors at colleges or whatever, mm. right? Uh, they, but they, they go in and teach exactly what you're talking about. Like you can learn everything about office, you know, on there. You, mm. you, can, you can learn about uh, a bunch of different things. And like I said, Excel was one of them I was trying to take a look at because, yeah, learning um, different ways how to use spreadsheet for like my mm. personal life. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually really good. So that's why I build my own, uh, uh, we said financial statement. I do it yeah. myself. Uh, just so I can make a create a picture of everything I own and what the budget looks like, you know, and yeah, you, you're right. Uh, it, yeah, they may not get paid, which I don't know how much they get paid, but obviously the teachers I do know, uh, I, they still get a house, they still do things, they, you know, it's not like they're, they're the most, uh, I guess the, I guess we say in, in poverty, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, they're not. I'm not saying that they're hurting for money. Yeah, yeah. But, I know. But all the time that they spend, all the all that passion they spend, like especially like, I mean, these are people's kids, right? These are literally the the future of of this country, any country, whatever it is, right? And like, why wouldn't you try to incentivize them somehow, right? And I get, you know, when I say incentivize, I don't necessarily mean monetarily. And I know yeah. some of the teachers they get like some sort of um break from like student loans and yeah, stuff. yeah but yeah. even so right like just like the military sometimes the benefits don't outweigh what you're actually worth so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah yeah because with military depends on like what rank how how long you've been in you know but if you know why you're in there that's the that's the good part you know so like i said i knew why i went in i i also had the student loan repayment which was a big thing you know because it knocked a big chunk out you know, so like, uh, uh, and I think what brought it to my attention was when I was about to finish college and I heard somebody else say it. And I was like, really? I was like, let me take a look at it. And <laughs> the, first, yeah, yeah. the first time I, when I, I, I think when I first went to go talk to a recruiter, it was like uh, 80K, uh, 80K payback, yeah, yeah, payback up to 80K of student loans. And uh, I didn't take it at that point. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Uh, then I, once I moved to Texas, uh, you know, life went for a little twisty turn oh. and I went to go, I went to go check it out again because 
I received in the mail because I guess I had missed a couple of payments on my student loans or defaulted oh. or starting to default. When it didn't default, it was starting to. So they uh, then they sent me the full bill. They was like, I was like, if I can't make the payments, how would I make the full bill? How would I, pay, <laughs> how would I be able to pay forty nine thousand dollars right oh. now? <laughs> like that didn't make that didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, but I was like, okay, maybe that was what they were trying to do was try to get me to get off my butt, figure out what you're gonna do. And that's when I went to go like, all right, let me go see, let me go talk these, uh, talk to these guys up here, see what they can do, can they help me out? And obviously, I I signed up, so must you know, it, it was good for me. Um, and, yeah, and then uh, you know, picked up picked up some skills along the way, uh, which is you know always a good thing. So when I when I was signing, I was trying to make sure I got any and everything that could help me as I return back to the workforce, you know, as a regular civilian. That's what I was working on. Uh, so that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's one of those things, right? You, you, you figure out why you're doing it. And if you, you know, you're not going to get paid that much, then you need to figure out what skills, what, what benefits does this, this do? What, how does this help me for the later me? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And then I guess we get, you know, uh, your, uh, one way could be a strong wise, like if you're doing it for your family, right. Uh, when it, uh, when you want to, change for your family if you want you need to provide for your family or or i mean you know it could be you right you know you want just like how we're saying if you can figure out what what you need to take you to the next level but then it's the same for your family what do you need to take your family to the next level you don't you you want to increase the quality of life for your family uh that would you know one of those things it's a mindset so you gotta you gotta understand that your family is you and you are your family. So anytime that you step out to go to work, step out, uh, do whatever you need to do, right? When you're on that front line, you're not doing it for just you. You're doing it for you and your family. Now, like I said, if you, you don't have a family yet, then, or you're planning on having a future family, that you still, is still you. It's, it's bigger than you. It's not just you. Uh, if you think about it in that way, uh, you would definitely, your mindset would change. You're, you would try to be more productive. You would try to, uh, and take as much knowledge as you can try to you try to do anything to be that next person because uh that's how i started i think that's how i you know became a better person is because once i stopped thinking selfishly and i started thinking about okay now it's it's not just me i i started to become better i started to be more responsible i started taking responsibility for things that are in my my area right so i had a, a sergeant major who said what's in your three-foot bubble that's what you should take care of right Anything that's in your three foot bubble, you need to make sure that person is is OK or what that thing is taken care of, whatever it is. Right. So that responsibility thing. And it it made me a better person where now I'm trying to make sure because you can't stop every every bad thing that's going to happen. No, but it, yeah, but it gives you when you become, become responsible, it gives you more awareness. And mm-hmm. now when something happens, I can either re- re- react quickly or I've already prepared for it. And either way it goes, you're uh you're you're attacking that problem. I agree. No, and I think responsibility is one of the biggest things, right? Because when it is about you, you're only responsible to you, right? When you start making it more about more than you, right? Then then the responsibility of others, right? Having to be reliable to others, right, or being relied on. It, yeah. it, it changes your mindset. It changes your grind. It changes how you even wake up in the morning, 
right? Because you wake up and you don't want to hit this news button because you know if you hit this news button, someone's gonna be late for school, right? Someone else is gonna be late for work, right? If if someone's late for school, you're probably gonna be late for work. If you're late for work, yeah. then someone that work that relies on you isn't gonna be able to finish what they need to do, right? Then it, it starts cascading and cascading down where uh, you you just kind of picture it or put it together that it's not about you, right? Say, yeah. even if you don't have a family, right? Because there are people out there where they, you know, say they don't want a family, right? But there are still people around you that are being affected, right? And and some of it could be like, you know, just as simple as your bills, right? You have to pay bills because someone provided a service to you and they may not deserve that money, but they worked and put in the work for that money, right? Yeah. So it's just like, you know, you pay your mortgage, right? You technically owe that company a certain amount of money, right? They are relying on you to pay that mortgage within yeah. a timely manner, right? So I think responsibility is, is, is a huge thing. And yeah. I'm thinking yeah. more than just you. And like you said, it made you a better person and same with me as well, right? I, I, I fully believe that I am a servant, right? That I, I come to serve and I come to be of service to people, right? I've never really looked for like, any like rewards, awards, whatever it is, any accolades, because I just want to be of service to people and help others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, another thing, uh, I guess, could be a, a mindset uh, issue or that could keep you from uh, realizing that, you know, you could do better uh, would be uh, you might not think that you can have a better life. Right. Mm. You know, and I mean, that could be one of those things that like you, you feel like you don't deserve to be, uh, you know, who, you know, the successful person you, oh, this is where I was born amongst these people. And then this is who we are. And this is what we do. And that's not a true statement. You could be whatever you want, right? You can, you can do whatever you want, but that's, it's like, uh, it's one of those things. It's like, it's, I want to culturally this is what i'm trying to yeah go to it culturally right because i'm, just, cause I'm trying to think yeah yeah i'm trying to think <laughs> so like you know and I'll, I'll just take me for instance right i realized that i could i didn't realize i had uh certain things i won't say wrong with me uh or i'll say holding me back how about that right. you know right i had you know it was more cultural right um when you you've been raised by your parents, you've been around your family for so long, right? Mm. And you pick up their habits, you've been uh, programmed by the things that they do mm. that you don't realize that you can be a better person. Mm. And so, and I mean, and then it's great when you have family and you have friends and you have people around you, right? That help you with understanding that you can do these things. You can be anything you want. You can, you can, you know what I'm saying? You can uh, build a rocket ship and go to the moon, right? It's always great to have, you know, people like that in your life, but that's not everybody, right? And and then you, your your parents and your family, they're not trying to hurt you. They, they're only, be, they're only teaching you what they were taught. Mm. And some, and some people use this, this thing where like, well, it worked for me, why won't it work for my children? Or why won't, you know what I'm saying? Why won't it work for me? You know what I'm saying? You know, or work for, uh, you know, who else, right? You know, she keep be able to keep going. Yeah. But no, uh, that 
to me, I think you every generation should be increased. Every should every generation should be uh, pushed to do the next thing. Uh, no one, no generation should stay the same. Uh, so when I hear when I hear people say that, I was like, no, you if you were raised one way, that was that way. But no, your children should be raised a different way because we're we're growing. We should grow. We're meant right. to grow, right? Yeah, because in that case, we, we want to stay children for the rest of our lives, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is, like, just because it's not broken doesn't mean it can't be improved. Yeah, right? exactly. People, right? people try to look for things that are broken, right? And, and then not everything has to be broken, right? No. Simple habits are the same. There's there was nothing wrong with the way our parents live. It's just that we want to improve on how they were and and continuously have that improve throughout the next generations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I guess you know some of those things were you don't feel like you should have a, uh, you know, a better life or, or you, you know, things like that. You, sh- uh, giving up too soon, right. Mm. Uh, you know, giving up before you're trying. Uh, yeah. so, you know, well, I, I think it like, and I kind of typed it out while you were talking, but it, there's this uh, principle called learned helplessness, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard about it. Right. And it's, it's kind of an extreme for this specific topic, but okay. what, yeah. what learned helplessness is that, you know, when, a, when a dog or an animal, like a domestic animal is beaten every day, right like they're just getting abused every day yeah they just they just learn that right they they learn helplessness they and they emulate that no matter what right so even if that owner is no longer there they're always within that that ball or bubble that they know that they're going to get hurt one day yeah right and like i said it's a little bit extreme for for the specific topic but that happens right when we get discouraged right to not do something right when someone is in your ear that you trust and they tell you no uh that's not a good idea right you should do what this person did or you should do what i did right it just becomes that that habitual thing to where you think of anything right you automatically your inner voice tells you not to do it because everyone you already know everyone else is going to tell you not to do it right and that's not true right you should do what you want to do if you have to take some licks on the way take your licks right you 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 made your bed you got to lay in it so just take the licks and you know, learn from it, right? And it, it's, it, it happens to so many people and I get it. Like you want to listen to your parents and you want to respect your parents or you want to respect your elders. But just because they did what they did to whether that's right or wrong, right? Doesn't mean it's right for you specifically. And, you know, same with us, right? If, if we tell our kids, right, a certain way that doesn't make it right, right, for them specifically. So they should or will probably learn different ways and, and challenge the ways that we have. So, which, you know, we should probably take as a good thing, but, yeah. you know, just wanted to kind of cover that. Topic. No, 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 that, no, no, that's, that's good. Uh, and then, yeah, that would kind of still lead into that, that, that giving up uh, before trying, right? Like yeah. if it's something that you you've learned over time and it, like you said, someone has said, no, that it doesn't work that way. Oh no, no. Why would you want to do that? I mean, I, I could I could tell you it might not have been from my parents. It could be just the people I was associated around, and that was no. just their mindset. No, uh, it, especially if it looks too difficult, right? No. And you have that mindset. If it's too difficult, then oh, maybe we shouldn't try that. You know, no. maybe maybe that's not for me. I don't really, you know. But no. you honestly, in my my honest opinion, this is how I feel. You should always try anything, right? Mm. You know, if it's not a danger or you know mm. it's not harming anyone else, mm. I think you should at least try it, right? Because uh, that's that's where you you learn how to build up that uh, uh, you know that that risk factor where I, I'm okay with taking yeah. risks, right? Yeah, so like, tolerance, right? Yeah, yeah, that risk tolerance. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll be uh yeah, so that's why I I try not to when I with IT, right? We troubleshoot. That's why I I I don't like giving up before trying. Before I ask for help, I'm going to I'm going to try it first. I don't care if I'm going to fall flat on my face. At least there was a lesson learned in the process. And guess what? Now I can go reach out to my my counterparts who have the knowledge to help me, you know, uh move forward. No, I agree, yeah. and, you know, and you know, not just IT and stuff, but like, you know, but at work, right? We kind of do the same. We're like, right, throw <laughs> the dice, right? Just, just roll the dice, right? And but people, like you said, their their risk tolerance gets so low because they're not willing to roll the dice, right? Yeah. For whatever reason, right? They're not willing to put in, like you said, a a monetary investment in something because it is it might be too much for them, yeah. Right? So they're not willing to either go to college or get a certification or just take a few classes, right. To, to empower them yeah. and, and grow their mind because that, that financial burden is too much. Right. So, yeah. and, and I definitely understand that, but you have to kind of learn your own risk appetite and, and risk tolerance when it comes to, of course, the money, but just life in general. Right. I'm not saying go skydiving. Right. I'm not saying <laughs> go bungee jumping. Right. Not like not for like the, the physical thrill, but just in, in life lessons in general, take chances. Right. Yeah. Roll the dice. Do something that you may not be comfortable with, because at least you'll know at the end of it. Like you said, don't be don't let it be deadly. Right. But at least at the end of it, you'll know something new. Right. Yeah. That, hey, maybe I'm not up for that specific thing or maybe I could do more than just that. Right. Yeah. So it, it really depends, man. Yeah, no, because you, you would start to get that, that uh, as you say, like that thrill, that that feeling. It's like, oh, I'm going to try it again or I'm going yeah. to do something new because uh, that, that might create those endorphins, in, you know, in you. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. an excitement. I was like, oh, yeah, let me try it again. Oh, no, no, no. Let me do something different. Let me see if I get, you know, because you try to keep getting that same high over and over yeah. again. Yeah. I and then fix, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I need more risk. Give me risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, uh, um, and then I guess that's why you, you can't be around people who have the wrong mentality. Right. Mm. You know, because if they're risk adverse people, then they're, they might try to push off their, 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 their you know, mentality or their scares or their worries. They push it on the youth. I was like, no, no, it, it didn't work for me. I, I doubt it worked for you. And, you know, and, and you go like, no, I, you know, I'm a different person. I got different determination. I can, I no. can, you know, I can do anything, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, so that's why, that's why I always believe in that, you know, like give it a try first, you know, because yeah, yeah. being around, being around the wrong people will, uh, will hinder you from your successes. Um, yeah. And I think that's why, like you, you, uh, like I said, we were talking about it earlier, about uh, a, a podcast I was listening to where they would say, pick up, leave, go somewhere totally different, totally new. Right. Uh, and build your new life there. And, mm. you know, you would, you would actually, you know, learn that you are a different person you would start to become you right yeah so you know it's not to say hey you can't be friends with those friends anymore uh you can always reach back out to them but once you have left developed a new you and then you would you will be able to pull yourself back right from okay well you know yeah i you know i appreciate your your thoughts and feelings on this but no that's not me i'm, I'm gonna do you know I, i'm gonna do this uh I'm gonna see if it works, or I'm gonna try this out, you know. And, and then it's all becoming you're becoming your own self. You're not mm-hmm. becoming a crew member, or you know what I'm saying. You're not, right. you know, like it, you you're learning how to be individual. 
You know, right. you just you, you try not to be alone, but you'll be an yeah. individual who who knows how to choose their own path, not to be, you know, not to have someone else choose your path for you. No, I agree. And, and like it's not even like becoming a new you, but it's becoming more of you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, like yeah. you're, you're yeah. identifying yourself. Right. And you're just kind of falling into whatever that is. Right. Whatever that passion is, whatever that niche is, whatever your career is, whatever it is. But it, it was always you in the first place. Right. You're just yeah. becoming more of that. You you're becoming, like you said, an individual rather than one of the pack or, or one of the group. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, choosing. Uh, what can can hinder you or make you think that you don't have, you know, you can't have a better life is like choosing comfort over growth, right? Which, mm. you know, growth requires some risk, you know, or some stress, you know, it, uh, you, you definitely, you can't always be comfortable, you know, com- comfort can be a killer of your growth if you don't know how to manage it properly, properly, I'll say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, like one of the biggest things is, right. It's, there's a difference between, trying to become number one and then staying number one yeah right so like like there's a and and what that means is that right you can become number one right but when you become number one and you stay stagnant you become comfortable with being number one and you're just expecting everything to happen because you are number one you're gonna get knocked down right because that that next person is always going to be chasing you right always going to be trying to get above you and when they do and if they have the character that can withstand that number one spot then they're going to do their best to stay number one, right? So like like your Michael Jordans, right? Like your Michael Jackson's, like all these other celebrities, right? Where they were number one in that field and they stayed number one for as long as they could while they were in that space. So yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's a different mentality. And while I'm not saying you shouldn't be trying to get number one or whatever it is, right? But when you get there, Right. When you when you have that uh, feeling of relief. Right. Always try to keep in your mind that there's always someone else trying to come for your spot. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that 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 would definitely, you know, for, you know, sports wise. Right. That'll keep you in the gym where you're you're learning how to uh, keep yourself healthy as long as you can. You know, learning how not to hurt yourself in the gym and also like to extend past with somebody tells you the age is to leave it's like oh now you're uh for this sport you're at retirement age you know but then it's like no i'm not done yet i want to i want to do some more but but being number one and staying number one yeah uh two totally different things like you said uh because just like if you you know it made me think about how um you know having a bunch of you know number ones in the same room you know how competitive that is versus having a number one amongst amongst a number 10 right you know may not be much of a challenge for them and they might feel start to get comfortable. But if yeah. you're put in a room with a bunch of number ones, you know, you can't get comfortable because everybody is coming for your slot, you know? Yeah. And the thing I liked about Michael Jordan and Granite, you know, I was already a kid when he got out, but, um, but <laughs> learning from like some of the, like of his mentality, right. Is that he never cared who he went up against. He was always going to give his 100. Right. Yeah. Well, where you'll see uh, like other teams, whether that's sports or even people, right? They they come up, or when they show up, it's dependent on how well the other person is or how well that other team is, 
Yeah. So like if it's a really good team, they're going to perform really well or at their best. Right. If it's a, like, like you said, a number 10 team, if it's like not a great team, then they're going to perform at that lower level. Right. But if you're going against Mike, you're going against MJ, right. He's going to give you like his number one each and every time. Yeah. So, and that, that's the difference, right, of, of being number one and staying number one, right? Yeah. Same with, like, even, uh, you know, Brady, uh, even, like, Alabama, right? They're, they're always going to try to shoot for number one because they've, they've been at number one. And they, they, they enjoy that feeling. Right? Yeah. They enjoy the what it provides for them. So they're always going to be at that point in time or, or that, that place in life. Yeah. And then I guess another thing too, like, uh, you know, you know, realizing that, you know, you don't have to be broke is like understanding your worth, right. Knowing Mm. your worth, who, you know, you know, how you should get paid or Mm. where you should be, you know, uh, because, you know, it isn't about the money, right. It, 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 you know, it, it should be about building yourself for the next stage in life. Right. But at that time being, if money is tight, it's a crunch, then you you know you need to focus in a different area. So knowing your worth, knowing that you have the skills to be in a better position, to be in a you know to be at a whole nother company that that has this, or even starting your own business, right? You have the necessary skills, then you can move forward. You you so knowing your worth, knowing that you you should not be suppressed to this one thing, you know that is causing you this unpleasant feeling of being broke, right? So. That, that was why, uh, you know, kind of wanted to hit on that about, you know, knowing your worth. To, you know, knowing your worth to me is very important, right? Because I know a bunch of people where they went for a position and they only asked for a certain amount of money, right? And like we were saying, like, it's not about the money, but we still believe in you getting paid what you're worth or receiving what you're worth, right? So my buddy started working in cyber, right? After getting out of the military, the, the job was you know let's say 75k was what they uh were actually uh putting out to people yeah yeah but uh he you know unbeknownst to himself he just asked for 55k right because it was just you know maybe about the same or more than what he was getting in active duty so and they're like yeah we'll give you 55k you know what we'll give you 60k you know just to be generous Right. Yeah. And then he finds out like months later that, you know, the new people that are getting hired, they're getting paid like 75 K and he gets upset. Right. And I think they even talk about this. I, I didn't really watch it, but it was a uh, MJ's thing, but the last dance. Right. Um, yeah. When it was Michael Jordan and, you know, Scotty, right. Where Scotty found out that, you know, he wasn't getting paid like what he felt he was worth. Right. And so yeah. he left. Right. So, and the thing is like MJ, he was like, that has nothing to do with me. Right. Because, yeah. you know, I, I'm in charge. I know what I'm worth. I'm in charge of, of me. Right. If he didn't know that, then that was his problem. Right. It, but I'm still going to put in my grind for the game. And I'm still going to do what I want to do. Yeah. But, but the thing is, like, it's hard to really gauge your worth if you really haven't done anything. Yeah. Right. If that makes sense. Right. If you've never been in the professional space, if you've never been in that specific industry. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, I got it, you. It, yeah. It's hard to know what your worth is. So kind of uh, like calculate it, right, in a way, right? So like if you have a certain amount of experience, right, if you uh, can bring things to the table that, you know, things that other people aren't willing to do, right, then that should add on to it. Now, how you calculate into the monetary value, it depends on your, your industry, where you're at, what you're doing, right? But for me, what I did 
is that um, I kind of guesstimated or gauged on what the position was providing. And I yeah. just went for what I felt like I deserved in doing that position. Right. So, and it, you know, it was based not just off of, you know, the piece of paper I had, whether that's degree certifications, whatever it was, but it was also that I know that I'm going to be a servant to people. I know that the, the amount of service I give is good quality. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ask for a quality salary and I'm also going to provide that quality service, right? I'm not just going to show up to the interview because a lot of people show up to an interview uh, at their best, right? Yeah. You know, you show up to your first date as your best, right? As, yeah. the, as the best version of yourself. But yeah. then when you go into it, when you're actually hired like three months down the road, you're not the best version of you. You don't show up the way you looked in that interview, right? You don't show up uh, on time. You don't do what it is for that position. Yeah. And you kind of just stagnate. So but going back to knowing your worth, I think another part of it is like, you have to know who you are right? yeah. as a person, right? Like, what do you want to do? Why are you doing it? Right. And, you know, knowing your why and stuff, and then that'll kind of translate to a monetary value. And at some point you get to choose that monetary value of what you should be worth. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess that'll lead to the point about like, uh, you know, finding ways to build your confidence. Right. Because if you can, uh, that that also it helps you with, you know, your knowing your wor worth. I won't say it helps you with knowing it, but like it help you choose a better uh, position as in, say, like your friend there that under underbid himself. Right. Mm. But having the confidence, because just like you said, coming from a, a space that's not the same and you're trying to trying to fall into this new space. I think we always sell ourselves short. And by not having a, the confidence coming in saying, hey, no, I know this position pays this. I know I'm worth that. I'm going to take this and I'm only going to take it for that amount, you know? Mm. Uh, and it, yeah, it, it takes that, that confidence, right. To go in there and, and be like, Hey, I'm gonna rock this interview. And when they ask me when they give an offer and this is what I'm saying, I'm worth. And, and I know I'm worth that. Right. So, and, and there's like yeah. a, a kind of a fine line between like confidence and cockiness. You have to realize when you're, when you're confident, you yeah. have uh, empir empirical evidence to back yeah. that. Right. Like you have those stats behind you. Right. And it's crazy. Like, like you don't even have to know Michael Jordan's stats, but because of how popular she, he is, yeah. right. You, you already know he was a beast. Right. And he, he, he's a goat. Right. So yeah. So it's like in no question on how he as a person or as his character was because everyone talks to him in high regard. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. We we actually we we did we did it, man. I think we hit an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know we were talking about. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna do less. You know, maybe, maybe thirty minutes. Uh, I don't think that works with us, man. <laughs> Topics yeah. too good, man. Topics yeah, too good. Yeah, yeah. I know it turned out. It turned out better. Like as it kept going. Um, yeah. So the uh, I, I guess our segment the segment that was added in is a uh, frugal or cheap, right? Yeah. <laughs> and this is one I thought of when I was uh I, I was younger, right? Uh, I, I did this, one, especially when I first started driving. And then this is a uh, uh, riding with the windows down to save gas. Is that frugal or cheap? <laughs> uh, so, so, so in my my opinion, that's kind of cheap, right? Because like <laughs> like you do that, but you don't actually know, quote unquote, how much gas you're saving. Yeah, exactly. that, right? Or how much how much money you're actually saving that? Because I and and I don't know either, right? So I don't have any evidence on me, but I'm pretty sure that. Even if you have the windows down, 
and like we were kind of talking about earlier it causes drag on the car right so like yeah if you want to be able to not necessarily go faster but move smoother right especially like through aerodynamics then you want all your windows closed right and then it won't uh like the drag won't come against you right yeah pull your car so you won't have to put your engine won't have to put as much energy into it to push your car or thrust your car further yeah um and then another thing is like the frugal thing would be to research your car first and yeah. find out a car if if like gas specifically gas mileage was yeah. your problem you would want to find a car that has uh better gas mileage so like yeah, what exactly. i did yeah. right like and i fell into this trap too uh like i said it's wd-40 right granted yeah. mine was for ac but uh but like it's called windows down going 40 miles per hour where my mustang definitely didn't get good gas mileage it was like 12 miles to the gallon, i think like it was, it was absolute garbage <laughs> yeah. so what i started looking into right when i could afford a better car is that i started looking into like hybrids right or, or just just cars one that had low maintenance and uh that i could afford and had a better gas mileage right because i didn't want to pay for all that gas so i got like a 2012 uh lincoln hybrid that like i said the the maintenance isn't too high because you know it's a ford product right yeah. the the hybrid so i get right now like 35 miles to the gallon compared to that 12 right yeah so it's just adjusting i think that was more of a, a frugal move other than just continuously to roll the windows down <laughs> yeah no no i definitely it, it was it was a cheap move it was a cheap move, especially yeah now that i'm older and oh. realize that it, and even at that time right i was living in a low cost of living area where gas was like super cheap and I still was trying to do this. I could, my tank could, I could like get a half a tank with $5. That's, that's, yeah, at the time, yeah, at the time, yes. Yeah, it was a low cost of living area. And at the time, gas was very cheap. Um, and this is back when get, I was. You can barely get like a little over one gallon now. Exactly, right? Is it, yeah. So, yeah, I was being super, super cheap, not frugal. I, I it, it, and I, that's one of those things I had to learn over time, how to be um more of a frugal person than a cheap mm. person because you're looking for quality not you know not the actual price of it you know yeah and, and that's the thing that's like that's one of the big things between frugal and cheap is that cheap people look at the actual dollar value or monetary value yeah which is where frugal people while they look at the monetary value they also look at the quality or the enhancement of their life it could do yeah right so uh so like buying furniture right yeah. i'm not saying you have to buy the best furniture in the world but you shouldn't just be going over to dumpsters and grabbing chairs and just yeah. putting in your house right that, that's <laughs> unless that's it's that your way. hobby yeah right. your hobby oh, okay. is well, well, reupholster furniture <laughs> there you go right? if that's your hobby right? yeah. <laughs> but don't be just slumming and getting yeah like, yeah yeah right yeah trash no trash i couches. I, I, Hey, I, well, I mean, I've, I've had to do secondhand stuff before. My credit yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, I had to and I had to go and um, buy couches that didn't match. They didn't match anything. Oh, it's yeah. like, no, I, I, just, I just got, hey, I just got couches and chairs. I'm like, <laughs> so. I had like two or three different sets of couches from like different people and none of them matched. And they're all, all gross. And, yeah. And I still have one of them. It was like, yeah. But it's just because it was a pullout bed. It wasn't, that one wasn't bad, actually. It was just like yeah. a little scratched up because they had cats and it just scratched up parts of the sides but yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah all right now thank you everyone for listening uh this is craig and jay signing off of the troubleshoot like podcast we'll see you next week
See you next week.